Yo, what's up, ladies and G's? Much love to those returning, and shout out for those tuning in for the first time. I'm your host, DeAndre Evans, and look, it's Black History Month. We're approaching the last two days officially. Today's Sunday, so guess what? I'm doing a bonus episode today, and I'm also going to drop one tomorrow as well, and that's going to help us close out strong for AKA Black Future Month. And today, I want to highlight one of my good guys. I'm talking about Spectacular Smith. You probably know him for being a part of one of the world's greatest R&B groups of our time pretty ricky and i mean this conversation that we had is one to remember i mean we talked about it all from his upbringing him selling candy bars at a young age being a young entrepreneur him getting into the music industry building generational wealth his his viewpoints what master p taught him and so much more and so today i want to highlight him for our black history month as we get ready to close out here strong and listen if you enjoy this episode at any given point in time make sure you go to itunes leave a five-star rating and review or hop over to spotify and do the same thing there as it will allow me to continue to bring on special guests like this and so with that being said i'm gonna stop talking because i know y'all came for the value y'all came for the gems and the knowledge and so let's do what we do best grab your notepads grab your snacks cut the volume up because it's time to level up let's get it are you ready level up daily the hottest podcast for self-growth with interviews from the hottest celebrities tell them to level me up tell them to level me up yeah now your host deandre evans tell them to level me up tell them to level me up yeah it's time to level up i level up i got none other than my guy spectacular on what up though what's up man thanks for having me brother Likewise, man, I appreciate you for taking time out. So how's everything going? Where are you at right now? Because I know some people are uh, not able to see, but uh look like you, you want to retreat. <laughs> no, I'm at my house. <laughs> yeah, I'm at my house and um, yeah, on tour right now and going back and forth from tour to to my business. So right after this interview, I'm going straight to my office and it's literally Clark Kent Superman <laughs> daily, right? It's, it's yeah. too two business models that I'm that I'm running and yeah it's a it's a challenge but man I make it look easy yeah yeah <laughs> you definitely do bro you're killing it you're crushing it like I say I'm happy to have you on I know it's probably thousands of people losing their mind right now uh given the fact that I'm talking to you um I told them kick it off a new season and I'm like what other way than come back then you know spectacular fashion no pun intended but it's the best mm-hmm. way to do it and so uh I would love to kick things off and uh I would love to ask you know a little bit more about your backstory like how did you become Mr. Spectacular? Like, how was your childhood growing up? And really, how did you get into the business and music industry? Mom was a struggling mom. She went through a lot raising me and my brothers and my sisters. She had four kids total. My dad went to prison when I was around three or four years old. Got out of jail when I was 16. And my mom throughout that process just was struggling, trying to take care of us and provide and put food on the table. So she had to do a lot of things to make that happen for us. But I used to always see my mom hustling, Avon Crystals. She used to sell us stuff and still doing a hustling thing, had two jobs and really doing a thing. So I guess subconsciously that rubbed off on me because I seen how my mom was. I started opening up shop and started selling my candy. I started to sell different items for her too and using my cuteness as a kid and really capitalizing off of that and really coming in and sharpening my skill set on sales at a young age. I didn't know I was doing that, but I ended up selling over $10,000 worth of candy, selling for the school 
That was another thing that kicked it off because I was motivated on the prizes that they had on there and end up turning in all my money and getting a bubblegum beeper and a yo-yo. I was pissed. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm in the third grade, but I know y'all just robbed me just now. So I set up my own shop and I started selling my own candy and I started getting in trouble in school. They forced me to stop selling candy because I was distracting the kids and everything like that. But it let me know it was possible to make my own money and I didn't have to wait for my mom. So I made that a thing. And then in middle school, I started getting people to help me out. I got 10 people to help me sell candy, making from 15 to $2,000 a week in candy sales. And then I started helping my mom out with bills and yeah, being in the sixth grade and contributing to the household was just a beautiful thing. And me buying whatever I want at 14, I bought my first car. And, um, and I was just having fun, man, living life. I couldn't really drive it much because I didn't have a tag or license, but you know, my dad ended up taking it from me because he was like, why the hell you got a car? <laughs> you don't have no license. You don't have nothing. But I was 14. I didn't want to walk to school no more. Um, so yeah. So once my dad kind of got out of jail, you know, he, as soon as he got out, he made me sell a car. <laughs> it's like, All right, get this car out of here. Yeah. So it was fun, man. So that's kind of what started my whole entrepreneur journey. And side by side to that was always the music. Mm. In middle school, started the whole music thing. And things kind of rolled out from that, from my brothers being in the group. My father wanted me to be in the group. And then I got kind of voluntold to be a rapper. So <laughs> taught myself how to rap, self-taught on rapping, and just start building my skill set on that and really building everything up and taking off in the music industry. Wow. Yo, that's dope. That's real dope to hear, especially coming up as a as a young man, you know, into this world of like, yo, I'm going to make something happen. You said, yo, back mm -hmm. in third grade, you was you was getting it, selling all kind of candy. You know, you selling your mom product. What type of products would you helping your mom sell during this time? Yeah, Avon Crystals. That's it what, was, okay. yeah, it was, I don't know if it was like an MLM back then, but <laughs> she had these little crystals that she used to sell to all of her friends. And then I asked, can I have the crystals and sell too? And I used to go to houses and stuff, sell the crystals. And it was a fun situation for me. And I used to take my brothers with me. Of course, my mom was there. And we just had fun doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. That's dope. Because, like, when you're young at that age, you're not really thinking about selling, you know, candy, Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh, stuff like that. You're like, man, I'm about to just chill and watch cartoons. <laughs> yeah. You know? But you took another path. You're like, no, nah, let me get it. You know what I'm saying? Let me wake up. Let me go. Yeah. Put something together. Yeah. That's and I dope. think that's why it's important for your surroundings because I see my mom doing it. Yeah. And by default, it rubbed off on me. Yeah. You know, yeah. and yeah. everything I used to see my mom doing, I I, I used to want to do. Like I lied on my tests on glasses. They thought I was colorblind. I was like, <laughs> what What you see? I'm like, uh, that's like a 98. And I know <laughs> I see a seven. They like, oh my God, this kid's eyes messed up. Then, you know, I didn't get the cool glasses back then. And yeah. I was pissed off. I got the look wit glasses the little <laughs> you know you can't afford the glasses so they throw you the bone and a little free glass and it wasn't the move so yeah you know, yeah I, I stopped wearing glasses back then and i think that's why i gotta wear glasses now because i lied back then oh trying man. to be cool like my mom because my mom had the chanel glasses like i yeah. wanted those she had the fendi joints right and i end up with the little free you know, the free, the free glasses. Uh, nah. I got you. The starter pack. <laughs> I'm I like, I ain't going to never see these glasses no more. 
Right, right. <laughs> so yeah. let me actually like back then, you know, being that young hustler on the grind, like I heard you mention that you put together like a team, you know, you, yeah. you got hired other people. You're like, yo, come work for me. Come work. For How did you even think about forming that? You know what I'm saying? Like, did you watch? So now that's called payroll. Right. <laughs> but back then it was called help. <laughs> you know, so I yeah. thought to myself, like, well, if I sell forty five dollar bags of candy, my book bag is only so big. It came to the point where I was carrying a duffel bag to school and it was only so much I can do. So I decided to find a way to divvy up the candy in $25 candy package. And once I got the candy packets, I made them meet me on the side of the school. And I just found people that was in classes that wanted to make extra money. I said, I give you $20 a week. You know, you sell out more than five you know, more than three times in a week, I get extra five dollars. You know, it's like, hey, listen here, bro. You go hard, you know, you come back my money, right? You know, you get extra money. And it just made sense to me at the time. I just know I needed more help. And I know people was in other classes. So I'm in classes just selling candy. They can do the same thing. Right. It got to the point though where the principal was coming in my class and say, hey, we got another one, Mr. Smith. <laughs> We got another one. And I'm like, hey, I go to the detention. I'm like, yo, what happened, bro? Man, they got me, bro. They was like, what the candy at? They took it. Where the money at? Man. Dang. And that's right. when I realized it was it was hard to come by great help, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was hard to come by great help because I tell them and they don't listen. And then the principal go in the principal's office and they passing out my candy, snicker bars, and I go look in the bag, nothing in there. I'm like, yo. They passed out all my inventory. Yeah. So they wasn't taking it and giving it back. They was taking it and eating and enjoying my inventory. Oh, me man. Off. <laughs> yeah. And that's still yeah, big. Man. That's still a big lesson because that just shows people like, yo, you don't have to have everything, you know, as far as perfect when you first get started. You just got to get started. Yes. You know what I'm saying? 100%. You just got to move. You got to put one foot in front of the next. I just found something and I just went for it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. too much. I love it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that's what it's about for me, man. It's about building the community and generational freedom. Yeah. yeah. It's not about your freedom. It's about your generational freedom. Right. Generational wealth is one thing. That's great. Generational freedom is a whole nother. You know, it goes side by side. Because you can be wealthy and have no freedom. I want to make sure I impact others to not only let them know it's hope, you have somebody that's gonna guide you correctly and also give you the freedom that you want. So you can be your own boss. You can go to your kids' rehearsals. You can be there for your family. You can give money when it's needed. The worst thing to do is have a situation to help somebody and you can't because you can't even help your damn self. Facts, facts, that's big. And so I I would love to ask you just, just on that note because you built, so many successful businesses and help other people grow their brands and business as well. And I know a lot of people who follow this podcast are already making high five, six, potentially seven figures already. And so for those people that really want to take it to the next level and struggling to get out of that hundred K bar, right. That 300 K bar and make it to a million. Like what, what exactly uh, would you advise? Like what's the, the tactics or how can you grow to a $1 million business? Yes, a few things that, that would help you accelerate your growth. One is finding somebody that already did what you want to do. There's nothing wrong with copying being a copycat as long as you copy the right cat, right? Being around the right people 
and having the right resources and having a proven model that you have to remove the guesswork, you can move at an 80% pace. But when you're trying to figure it all out yourself, you're spending time and energy on trying to figure it out, you're moving at a 7% pace. You would never get to where you got to go at the speed you want to get to trying to learn it yourself. The goal is to find that person to get you to your result the fastest way possible. Success loves speed. So if you can master finding the right person to get you to the right destination the quickest way possible, you will see real success. A lot of people right now, they're jammed up in that lane on the right. Why you got the people with the fast pass on the left going as fast as possible, whatever speed they want. If they want to slow down, they can. They want to go fast, they can. But you over on the right jammed up in heavy traffic. It's an accident ahead. You jam. It's red on your GPS. But on the right is all blue. I mean, on the left is all blue. You on a fast track. You on a fast lane. And what happens in between those two lanes? You got a bar that's right in the middle of it that divides the people that don't want to take action and the people that is taking action. The people that don't want to invest in being cheap and the people that see the work and speed and time that they can never get back. You going to the same destination as somebody and it take you an hour to get there just because you stuck and jammed up traffic, but you had an option to invest in yourself and go in the fast pass lane and get there in 20 minutes. A lot of you right now jammed up and you stuck in traffic. But all of my students, they're in the fast pass lane and they get in there 10 times fast. And by the time you get to where they finally go, where they going at, by the time you get there, they already 10 steps ahead of you on the three to four more things, creating work for their family while you sitting here guessing whether or not you want to spend that extra $2 to get into the fast pass lane, but you just wasted a whole hour of your time. And you got to ask yourself, what is that hour of your time worth? Now it jumps into opportunity costs. What opportunities have you missed out on by not taking action and investing in yourself? One thing I learned, and you asked some tips and some secrets, you can never make the wrong investment in yourself. A lot of people are going around investing in other people's dreams. They're putting their time and energy, but you got to ask yourself, if I take that same time and energy that I'm helping somebody else that came up with an idea and took action on it and now hired and now got you building on their dream that they're going to pass down to their family, but you, the person is not doing that. But now you got to ask yourself, is it work for me taking a leap of faith on my own dreams? Can I pass down what I'm currently doing right now to my family? And if the answer is no, then you know what to do. Everybody's last name should be their, their number one priority. Yeah. You're not doing it for your last name. It's going to be temporary. It's a temporary mm -hmm. game. It's not thinking long term. See, Nip Nipsey Hussle behind you, he understood. Yeah. He understood the assignment. It's a marathon. Anybody who go for those sprints, you end up burning yourself out, tired, huffing and puffing at the end. But you pace yourself and you go out your, this it's no race. It's not even a race. That's the crazy thing, right? The marathon is you just 
going at your own pace as long as you can. You're just running. It's just a, it's not a race. It's not a race. There's no such thing as a finish line. Happiness is what we're striving for. How can you gain happiness on what you're doing in life? That's the number one goal. While you're building for your last name. You say, oh man, if I ask you right now, do you want to be a Hilton? Do you want to be a Chase? If you want, do you want, do you want your last name to be Chase? Do you want your last name to be Hilton? Do you want your last name to be freaking any of these damn names? Right. Multi-billion dollar generational wealth businesses that they pass down generations to generation. Because Chase is a last name of someone. Mm-hmm. Wells Fargo is a last name of someone. Hilton is a last name of someone. Johnson is the last name of someone. Johnson and Johnson. These are all last names that people would die to be a part of or would die to have that type of wealth for their family. Either or. But would somebody want to die for your last name is the question. Have you put in that work? Or are you dying for somebody else's last name? Are you building something for somebody else to die for somebody else's last name? Are you building the next Johnson & Johnson for somebody else? Are you building the next Chase for somebody else? Are you building the next Wells Fargo for somebody else? Or are you paying attention to your own last name and building that so people regret not being a part of your family and not being a part of your last name? Generational freedom. I love that. I love that, bro. And I appreciate you so much, man. And look, like I say, I know I don't got you long and I know you got 5,000 things to be doing right now. So I want to respect your time and ask you one last question, if that's cool. And, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, your success and uh, overcoming everything, like what, what keeps you going? Like what, what, what drives you, you know what I'm saying? At this point in your life and your stage and your career and everything that's moving. I would definitely say legacy. My name will live longer than my flesh. And I'm going to make sure that. But the only way for me to do that is to impact others. People don't remember materialistic things. People remember who you help, what impact you made. That's what lives long. You don't hear nobody like, man, <laughs> boy, Martin Luther King, he had the dopest watches. Yeah. He had the dopest suits. Yeah. His name must live on. No, Martin Luther King had a dream. And the dream had nothing to do with him. It had everything to do with everybody else. And he led Million Man Marches. His name lived on. Nipsey Hussle. It was about ownership, impacting his communities. His name lived on. So you got to ask yourself, how can my name live on? And for me, my goal is to impact as many people as possible with information I know I have that's proven. That I know if anybody get their hands on this secret recipe book, you printing out money. And that's what I'm going to do. And not only that, but I'm going to impact my community that I know needs help. Our community needs help because they didn't have the right guidance. Cancer got put into our our culture to brainwash us on the game is to be sold, not told. Never introduce them to the plug. Why? When Billy is introducing me to every freaking plug. Kelly is introducing me to every plug. Beth is introducing me to every plug. But why my brother with my same complexion or darker, more melanin, 
ain't giving me nothing when they got more resources than Beth for me. And they know they do. So I want to just change the narrative, reprogram, so we can understand we have the power to do everything, anything we want to do. I asked one white person, why does white people have so much pressure with black people? And you know what she told me? Mm. She said they're jealous. And I said, of what? So confused. Of what? Of course, in my mind, I'm thinking I know what it is, but I really wanted to know from her. Mm. And she said, you guys are strong. You guys are beautiful. You're intelligent, creative, rhythm, like whatever it is. Well, she gave me a, a insight of how they think and why are they jealous? The reality is, if any race can be extinct, it's the Caucasians. Mm. Because once they're mixed with something, it takes over their race. And we multiply. Because once someone Black has an interracial relationship, that person becomes Black now. So I'm saying, what is the issue? But that's the issue, to my understanding. And of course, every white person is not like that, but the ones that is like that, that, that are like that, that's the reason. They're insecure. Yeah. And we over here minding our business. Trying to, right? <laughs> trying to mind our business. <laughs> Try. You know? Yeah. So impact, brother. Impact and legacy is what I'm put on this earth for. And I'm going to make sure I do my job for anybody that's willing to listen. Because I can give you the information, but if you're not willing to take action on the information, it's wasted knowledge. It's wasted potential. I have my mentor, Master P, say, say this all the time. The most millionaires on this earth is dead in the grave right now. Wow. With all the potential gone because they never took action on their dreams and their goals. They never got a chance to become who they were supposed to be because they didn't take action. They didn't take risks. But anytime I ever took risks in my life was when I made the biggest impact, when I made the biggest strides. So my risk tolerance is high. Because I know if I don't take risks, I'm not going to get to the promised land. Right behind that uncomfortable moment is greatness. But you would never know because you're not comfortable with being uncomfortable. You're not comfortable enough of taking risks and being, being able to fail. But you have to be infatuated with failing. Those are the greats. If you're not infatuated with failing, then you're not able to tap into your full potential. Because you're stopping before you get to the greatness. You're three feet from goal every single time because you done chickened out. Oh, my God, I got my last in my pocket. I don't know if I should do it. Oh, my God, I don't know if I, if I spend this money on myself. I don't know if I'm going to finish it or not. Well, you don't know what you don't know. And you don't know unless you try. It's up to anybody who's listening to this to find the right mentor, find the right information, Apply the information because it's not about information, it's about applied information. We have as much knowledge as you want, but if you ain't gonna apply it, it's useless. It's knowledge is not power. People say that all the time. Apply knowledge is power. Exactly. <laughs> you can know all of you can know everything you need to know on, on this planet. But if you ain't taking action on it, you're wasted potential. Mm -hmm.
Yo, what's going on, gang? Hopping back into the podcast. Look, I hope you all enjoy that interview that I had with Spec. I mean, a great guy, man, all around. Definitely knows what he's talking about. Been in the game for so long, and I just had to give him his flowers out here on a public note for what he did for the culture, the community, and what he's still doing to this very day. So if you haven't already, make sure you go tap in with Spec. Uh, you can check him out on Instagram at I am spectacular. He a pop up right there, man. Tap in. Let them know where you're coming from. Let them know you're tapping in from Level Up Daily. If you actually want to check out the full interview I had with Spec, make sure you go back to episode 126. It's a lot of gems being dropped in that entire conversation. And it's probably an additional 20 to maybe 30 minutes of content that was actually involved. So look. Don't miss out on that. Go tap in with him. Go check out what he has going on. He has an academy where he's actually helping a lot of people get started in their career path, help them build generational wealth and so much more. Again, I want to say thank y'all for rocking with me. It means a lot to me. We still top 100, baby. We still pushing. We still in the game. We still taking over. And it's all because of y'all. So I want to say thank y'all from across the world, man. I mean, we over in the U.S., the U.K., we in Australia, we in Germany, we in South Africa. Like, we in places, I'm going to be real with y'all, that I've never even been to physically. And we just over there just taking over. So, look, I appreciate y'all as always. And, uh, again, if you want to tap in with me on Instagram, feel free to do so. You can reach me at DeAndre underscore Evans. That's D-A-N-D-R-E underscore E-V-A-N-S. That's my home, man. That's where I be living at. Tap in. Let me know what's up. And uh, as always, much love, peace, and blessings.